The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. I thought the Cornell play really smart. They took the shot clock down. I think they made three at the buzzer and uh, really did a good job in terms of controlling the tempo, getting the ball down. Uh, their matchup gave us some, some, some problems. I thought... You know, you're going to, like any zone, you got to make some shots. We had some really good looks. And when you don't make those, then it's, you know, we're not, they do a great job of getting five guys back in the lane, so you're not getting any rebounds offensively. Um, so, again, you've got to make some shots in those situations. Um, I thought Quincy, uh, in the second time there, I thought he did some, some really solid things. Our interior defense wasn't good. They got in the high post and drove it. We've got to be able to defend that better. Um, I thought we did a pretty good job on their shooters uh, for the most part. But, uh, you know, Jimmy got in the lane, and when he gets in there, that's where he's really good. And, uh, you know, he, he got to the foul line. Both our starters have to play better. Um, Jesse was completely out-quicked, got physical, out-physical, and... You know, he can't have that can't happen. You know, he said something about it. he's used to playing outside. Not too many seven footers play outside over here. You either get it done inside or we'll go in a different direction. We got a lot of work to do and hopefully uh you know, this is what this time period is. We're far from anywhere close to a finished product. Welcome to the Q's Militia Podcast with those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. What's up, Q's Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Q's Militia Podcast with Sean and Joe. If you like it, please share it the universal handle for the socials. is at Q's Militia. Go there, join the militia. We are the only Syracuse sports podcast centered around giving you the fans' voice. Welcome. Happy Thursday. Thirsty Thursday for Joe. Thirsty Thursday. No. Yes, yes. Well, for me, I'm thirsty. And oh. also, uh, it is um, Friday Eve. Friday Eve. Both of those things are true. So. I'll take it. Anyway, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, Joe, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And Syracuse turned up. The second half, put away Cornell, 72-53. to 53. We'll go over that. And the Orange will host Bucknell on November 23rd at 12 noon, high noon. And that, I think, is going to be on ACC Network, which means you can probably watch it on your phone. <laughs> Yay! Because that's what that's been doing, okay? Uh, so, uh, it was revealed that uh, Jalen Carey, before the Cornell game, Jalen Carey, he will go un- undergo surgery Friday. Um, to an injured right thumb. Um, the coach said he didn't know if it really had anything, any effect at all on his playing, but now is the time to do it, and he will likely seek a medical red shirt because it's going to take about eight to ten weeks to yep. recover. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Timing is great on this, huh? It's a little peculiar. 
So, uh, well, I mean, we can start by saying number one, it's not a fake injury. Well, I mean, right. you're not going to have surgery, not. obviously, on something that there's obviously a problem, right? Absolutely, sure. And it's just, no, well, there's again, there's going to be rumblings, there's going to be speculation, and we're still just we're not going to know until anything is obviously is announced. But um, I, was I don't know if you for... make. I'm. Uh... I was rooting for. <laughs> you're where I'm at. I was rooting for Jalen. <laughs> I was rooting for Jalen Carey so hard, and um, it's just the talent is there. I just don't know what it is. That maybe it maybe his right thumb is having issues. Maybe that's why he's fumbling the ball. I don't know. But look, here's the thing: there were some th- weird things going on in social media, and I can't even verify this. This is just I've seen screenshots of him scrubbing some of the Syracuse basketball stuff from his bios on Instagram right. and Twitter. Yeah. So and and to be honest with you, I don't really check bios unless someone's coming on the show. You, you, right. know, you know what I mean? I don't really look at bios. Um but so I never, no, but I it's never all noticed kind of it. over social media. So I mean Right, and there's screenshots. If you're in any parts so. of groups of Syracuse sports, then you're probably gonna see it or have seen it at this point. So Right, exactly. So and we didn't bring it up last time because I just didn't want to get into the weeds with it. But then this happens right. and I feel like we should bring it up because that's where things that's where people start to speculate. Like, yeah. oh, what's going on? You know, and people start, then the the rumors start and the conspiracy theories start. So with this happening, awfully convenient, we still don't know what's going on. Eight yeah, to ten well, week recovery. Again, I mean, I'm not going to go off of speculation and hearsay. So uh, the way I kind of look at it, personally, I look at it like if he was, if it was good enough for him to start the season, then uh, to pick a time now. Maybe it's just one of those things where they just the writing was on the wall, and he figured just get a fix, get a red shirt or a medical red shirt. But uh, until I he like hear any news or any else, anything else comes out, uh, I'm just gonna assume that he had the injury, and they decided now to time try to get- well to try to see if he could play through it oh, and right, how right, right, it right. would look, and if it did affect his play, then he was going to go ahead and, and get it fixed. And that's kind of how I'm going to go with it right now. Until oh, I hear absolutely. Anything otherwise. That's the only way to go with it, right, Joe? Well, I'm, uh, unless you want to speculate. Well, but we don't speculate here. And we right. and when we do, we preface our speculation with we're speculating, and it means nothing. So anyway, right. um, for what it's worth, that's that's out there. Um, and, you know, let's, we're, just, we're just passing information along. I'm sure all of you already know all this anyway. Right. But yeah, it's fun to talk about, I guess. So, anyway. All right, we're going to get into the the uh, Cornell postgame and the Bucknell preview. But first, as always, we're going to start the show off today by talking about Manscaped.com, Joe. Joe, no, I, I've been mentioning the No Shave November thing because Joe finally manned up and got some facial hair. And then, like, now, like, it's still November last time I checked, guys, right? November 21st. Yeah, so there's still days left. But he, here's Joe with uh, looking like a 12-year-old again. So Hey, look, 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 look. There's still something happened? there. What happened? What happened? Oh, man. What happened? Look, look. It, was an it, it, was, uh, look it was itchy, and I had to do a presentation at work, and when I just looked at myself in the mirror, it was just not – it wasn't right. You weren't presentable? No. I, I told you. I, I, I guess that's where I need that Manscaped kit, you know? 
Yeah, but Joe, you how many times do I have to tell you, brother? That doesn't go on your face. It does not go on your face. The mower 2.0. Joe, you said it, Joey said that that one blade was for your face. Oh, that's the plow. You want to take the plow to it? Take the plow to it. <laughs> take the plow to it. That's a double-sided straight razor. That comes in the kit. Get the spritzel for the schnitzel. That comes in the kit. The toiletry bag. You get the cologne. You get the mower 2.0 with the charger. Now, the mower 2.0 has skin-safe technology, so it won't nick or snag anything below the belt there. And So now you don't have to worry about any accidents. It's waterproof. It's rechargeable bring it in the shower with you rinse it off dry it off charge it up when you're done and also um also you get the uh the moisturizer it's like a ball moisturizer okay look i don't i don't know man i don't know it comes in the kit okay you get all this with the toiletry bag all you've got to do is go to manscaped.com and use the promo code armchair. Now listen, I don't know how much longer they're going to be around. Don't know how much longer Manscaped's going to be with us. Sometimes these promos don't last very long. So, get the 20% off and free shipping. Use the promo code armchair at manscaped.com. Use the right tools for the job. Again, manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping. Use the promo code armchair. Manscaped, thank you for sponsoring this show and Armchair Media. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, anyway. I, Yo. I, I love the beat. You love the beat? It's a good yeah. beat, right? It's good, right? I like it. I it's like catchy. It. I love it. What's, what show you steal it from? I didn't steal it from a show. Oh, okay. But I definitely stole it. Because obviously I'm not making this. Obviously. So, anyway. Uh, I can't say. I can get in trouble. All right. Syracuse would enter the locker room at the half up by one, 26 to 25. They shot 35.7%. Coming out of the locker room, though, they would work the ball inside more, eventually score 47 points in the second half to solidify the win, shooting 60% in the second half from the field. Those, those, both of those percentages are from the field. Uh, the Orange sit at 3-1, and 0-1 oh and, oh and in uh, the ACC after winning the 125th meeting between these two teams. That makes 40 straight, by the way. And it stayed close for a bit. Um, it was 44-41 after some free throws by Jimmy Beheim, and then Sadibi followed out. He had four. Well, he fourth foul took him out of the game. Gary A came in, and he went on an 8-0 run all by himself, all by his lonesome, right off the bench. Uh, one of those shots actually was his first three pointer, so that was good to see. Get that uh, get that off of his chest yeah. there. Uh, Gerard set high expectations in his first start last game with 24 points against Cornell, but he's uh, against Cornell he scored nine. Uh, he had four assists, though, and six rebounds. Hughes scored a team-high 22 for Syracuse, followed by Buddy with 16, but it was older brother Jimmy Beheim that impressed the most, leading all scorers with 25, hitting 7 for 16 for Cornell. Now, Joe, ugly yeah. game. Uh, and I, and some of these, sometimes when I watch these games, I don't know exactly what we take away from them or what exactly we're supposed to talk about. Right. But... Um, Cornell kept it close because Jimmy put the team on his shoulders, basically. And it shouldn't surprise anyone uh, for that period of time that it was close. And it shouldn't surprise anyone that he knows how to trick, uh, knows some tricks around the zone. And he, he did get to the foul line a bunch, uh, 9 for 11 from there. So he's right. a great player, man. He's getting better and better. He's getting better yeah. and better. <clears throat> well, yeah. He, his dad obviously mentioned it. and His point average has gone up every year. Uh, so and he's a decent-sized kid, and he can move through the lane pretty well. He grew two um, inches. Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah. What do they say? He's like 6'8 or something right now. 6'8 now, yeah. 
Yeah, so I mean, he definitely had a good game, and obviously Cornell they kept it. Uh, it was a little too close for, for comfort for a while. Um, those are the games you don't want to ex- you don't expect it like that because usually we have a slow start, right? And last night we didn't. I even texted you, and we're we're shooting good. In the beginning, we were. We scored what sixteen points in the first six and a half seven minutes, uh, and then we proceeded to score only ten more points for the next thirteen minutes of the first half. Yeah. So obviously those those scoring lulls that we go through. And when you see our offense struggling against the Cornell defense, uh, it obviously, you know, makes puts you worry some work. a little bit. It definitely makes you worry a little bit because you know, there's going to be bigger, faster, stronger athletes down the road. Right. Yeah. So, um, that's, that was definitely a little a worrisome and going into the half only up one, uh, you know, well, albeit, the- you know, once our game was over, I turned the channel and I saw North Carolina was down one to Elon at halftime. So obviously the first half doesn't matter. Uh, tail of two halves in, in these games, obviously uh, happens a lot. Um, really, you just look to see how they, they come out of the half and how they finish. And I think that obviously we eventually did that. I don't think we covered or we were really close we, as we far as not. Vegas goes. We did not. It was it half a point, right? It was like 19 and a half, right? I'm not so, sure. James Zuba, he's in fan feedback. He mentioned it. Yeah. So it was really close. Um, but it, it was good to see them come out. And even obviously in the second half early, it still was a little close. But we ended up getting on a run. Uh, the second team or the bench guys that came in the second time around in the second half, uh, particularly Garrier, uh, played a lot better. Um and again, you saw flashes of what he might be able to produce. Um, looks like he has a nice little shooting stroke. So looks like he just needs to get um, the defense down, get the confidence, especially the same, same thing with Bryson Goodine as well. So, uh, yeah, he was really he. Yeah, he was a little yeah. sloppy. So well, and it's yeah, well, it, yeah. And it's going to be interesting to see because Beheim he did mention it in his press conference that uh, Howard Washington and possibly uh, Braswell. Um, get some burn. Playing, playing good in practice, they might get some burns. So um, I kind of thought that that might have happened in this game, but maybe because of how close it was, he kind of kept it, you know, kind of close to the cuff and kind of with those guys. But um, he, those guys are definitely going to have to play better as far as coming off the bench for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, it's – I mean, what do you make of – I mean, not any, that you make of anything of it, but you know, it's obviously Joe was a little bit um, cold with the shots, but he does the little things, you know, like when Mark knows when to stop shooting and, and he does his things and, you know, Joe never right. quit doing all the little things that he, that he would normally exactly. do when he's shooting with a hot hand. And so, you know, it's, I will say though, that it's another one of those games that's hard to judge because you got the coach's son. Who who knows the zone? I mean, he grew up with his father, right? And and he can he, you know, he can go into practice and he could they could prepare for this game better than they can prepare prepare for many other games. Well, yeah, you still and need whole... the athletes, but I'm just saying. I mean, you know, you you he had that Cornell had that advantage if you want to give it well something. I mean, I yeah, I guess it, with that, it's all individual stuff with you know being comfortable with it and things like that. And there's no doubt that Jimmy Beheim does do some things on the offensive end that you, where you know he can tell how to how to beat that zone. Um, and their their whole plan of attack, uh, offense and defense, was pretty purposeful. Like you'd see 
what they were trying to do. Uh, they they held the ball late yeah. into to shot clocks, yeah. passing it around and trying to get that ball movement. Um, they that you didn't, know, work didn't really have well. a lot of turnovers. They minimized the turnovers. And on defense, they basically said, beat us with the three. Yeah. And I just think that we could have probably, I mean, we had a lot of good looks where we missed them, but then I think we could have set up for better shots. Uh, a lot of early sh- lot of shots early in the shot clock. Right. Especially after Cornell is going down and taking it down within five seconds. You know, they had a couple of few shot clock violations, maybe two or three. Yeah. Something like that. And, you know, and there's certain, like I said, again, when you look at certain things to worry about as well, too, again, um, I know Gerard, he, he, he definitely, I mean, he rebounded well on defense out of that guard position, which, you know, helps uh, against those offensive rebounds. And uh, he definitely, you know, got the, the open guys, the balls, got them good looks and stuff like that. But uh, again, the one thing that you don't see as well, I mean, the only penetration I've seen with the ball is either Elijah Hughes or Doljai, right? Um, so I'm, I'm worried that the better athletes in better schools are going to give our two guards some, a little bit of a tough time, especially considering they're still just young as far as freshman and sophomore. So, uh, those are just some of the things that I definitely worry about. Um, it was cause for concern coming from, from Cornell, but they had a good game plan in, you know, Cornell, Ivy league schools, smart kids. So, they you definitely think it's a, they implemented it and they kept it close. I mean, we were missing shots, but again, if we make some of those open shots, then I mean, this game is never even really close. Yeah, it, you know, and and part of it, I think, it was a little lazy because you get in these games and you feel like, you know, well, this team's not real good. Let's try a couple of these. Let's try a couple of this, you know, no, especially the way we started, right? Yeah, and it's just like right, and so they just follow suit. We're like, oh well, this is working. Well, let's keep doing it, and then it doesn't work, and then they just keep doing it because it was working, and then it's just like, okay, at some point you got to switch it up, and they they didn't switch it up until they got into the locker room. It's like, okay, you need to try to work this inside a little bit, which Sure, it right. worked. So anyway, um, that's why I don't know what to take out of these games because I don't know like how how solid the game plan actually is. It's so it's so off the cuff sometimes with Syracuse basketball, you know. Right. Well, especially that, again these nine conference games. We also know traditionally that this these are the games where he's. He's trying to get, gain, yeah, mess around, get his rotations, gain confidence for people like Gary and Gadine because you know, Edwards, because he knows he's going to need minutes from those guys. So, um, these games usually aren't normally coached like you know you're going against the conference team. You know, usually you get a little bit more rotation and subs, and it was unfortunate, obviously, tonight that we couldn't kind of get a good lead early so that we could have played some of those other guys. What was last night, but, um, all right. Sorry. (laughs) Have you not slept? Were you that excited? Um, okay. (laughs) Jeez. All right. Hey, what do you say? We do some fan feedback. You about that? Are you about that? All right. I'm about that. Okay. Let's do it. Time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, y'all know what to do. I propose a question at the end of every game to give your thoughts. Thoughts on the game? You see that? You give your you give your thoughts. That's all. It's that simple. So um, we're gonna <laughs> too easy. We're, it's too easy, and you know we like some originality. I know these these early games are tough. They're not only yeah. tough, 
but they're they're hard to draw a crowd, especially at nine thirty at night. But we got a couple. We get, you guys did all right. You guys did all right. But uh, before we get into all that fun stuff, oh yeah, it's that time again. Yeah, it's time to talk about Blue Chew. All right, <clears throat> you want to increase your performance, get extra confidence in bed, guys, gals. Listen up. This is what you got to do. Got to go to bluechew.com. That's blue like the color. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works. You can take them anytime. That means anytime, around the clock, whenever, day or night, on a full or empty stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. If you could benefit from extra function and more confidence when it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. Most guys talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no one will know. No in-person doctor's visit, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and... Since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com, that's B-L-U-E, Chew.com, and get your first shipment free when you use the special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay the 5 bucks shipping. And again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR. Try it for free. Just get that $5 shipping. Uh, Blue Chew is a better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Remember, folks... They don't promise any guaranteed results, and um, it, it doesn't say anywhere on there it cures disease. I have to let you know this. <laughs> disclosure. 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 So. Sean's favorite late night snack. <laughs> hey, you can take them anytime, right? Okay. Am I going to keep getting dinged on the blue chews or what, Joe? Is that all you got? Come on. <sighs> okay. Want a Whamburger? <laughs> um, all right. Here we go. Here we go. What do we got? What do we got? What do we got? Let's start. We mentioned James a minute ago at James Zuba on Twitter. He says, somehow Cornell covered, but Syracuse is now 3-1 and one in games that it scores over 70 points. Okay? Syracuse is also 3-1 and one in taco time. Coincidence? You decide. Tacos? Nope. Tacos, man. Oh, yeah. Tacos. So what was the spread? It had to been, what, 19 and a half? I thought it was around 19 and a half okay. when I saw it. Yeah. All right. At so, Q- Interesting. By the way, by the way, James coming on here. As soon as we can get James back, James will be back. If anyone, right. if anyone cares. So, all right. Um, <laughs> at Q's Waterboy. I'm sorry, I was writing something down. At Q's Waterboy, really need to focus more on working it inside, especially against smaller teams. When the shots aren't falling from deep and we continue to settle for them, it can get ugly. Yes, absolutely. It, it was getting ugly. Love well, seeing- yeah, but... Well, hold on, hold on. Love seeing Quincy come alive tonight. Uh, love seeing Quincy come alive tonight, though, and the continued progression of JG three, especially hidden free throws. Yo, he's a he's a beast on free free throws. That's one super super plus of JG three. It's his consistency at the line. Yeah, yeah. What were I you agree. Gonna say? What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say that uh, tonight it was just it was difficult because of the way that Cornell was kind of packing in. Their defense, um, definitely, they yeah, made it definitely difficult paint. to, what's that? Yeah, all five of them be right there in the paint when you try to do anything. Right, and it's not like our best, most talented offensive player is the power forward of the center, right? So, I thought there were some good plays uh, down low. I thought Hughes had a nice pass there to, to uh, Sidibe that one time. Uh, Marek, 
he had some good plays in in CDB. I like the way that he definitely finished around the hoop. Uh, I just I would like to see better consistency from the defense end. But yeah, as far as that offense goes, um, that's kind of what smaller teams do when they're playing against the bigger teams like that. Try to pack it in just because you know you're not going to obviously create that space uh, voluntarily and give those guys that huge advantage. So yeah. Uh, at G Plat Seven, pretty boring. They didn't seem there didn't seem to be too many people there, considering the schools are so close to one another. At least we keep our forty and O streak going. It gets embarrassing losing to Ivy League. Uh, when are we going to get on real TV? Well, Gordon, I, I don't know. I don't know. Probably when we head to the that tournament. That tournament's at Madison Square Garden, right, Joe? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be. On TV. At Mackie underscore 62. He says, every win is a good win. Yes, Joe. Uh, Barclays Center. uh, 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 Barclays Center. Okay. Ugly first half. And, um, you know, we see a lot. We we should be very used to ugly first halves as Syracuse fans. Um, And it just is what it is. You know, I don't know. Um, there's not too many games where they get out, come out strong, fast, and uh, stay that way the entire game. I just, right. I just, it's just not the style. I don't know what to say. So no, right? No, you just go through you go through lulls during games um, where you get hot and then you get a little cold and you get hot. Teams make adjustments. So yeah, I mean it's natural. It's natural through a, you know the progression of a game. Uh, Alex says, looks like a seven-man rotation and carries out, so Gerard has got to progress fast before ACC play. It's unfortunate, but I think Beheim has his seven to run with. Um, he adds also, he just wants it to be deeper than seven. And uh, I agree. Coach, Coach Jeff agrees. He says, agreed, would like to see Braswell and Edwards contribute in tough situations. Well, we just, we talked about, so, okay. <laughs> you've got Gary A and you've got um, Goodine. It's probably likely you're six and seven, right? Yeah. So, no, I mean, uh, Bam's given Jesse Edwards. Two, well, he didn't play. He played two minutes last game. I mean, I'm talking about like significant time. I, right. I mean, well, you could I even mean, argue yeah. against Quincy. He got <laughs> seven minutes, I think. So, or not Quincy, excuse me. Uh, no, well, I guess, I mean, this time, this is the time right now for basically Jesse Edwards to prove to Bayhan that he can either be that sub for Sidibe or it's going to be Dolce. And, you okay. know, he came in for two yeah. minutes and he made it, some it, bad it, plays, got the ball taken from him and twice. got taken out. Yep. Yeah. And I think Bayheim in his uh, post game press conference, uh, he mentioned he, putting Quincy he in. He definitely, there. he, well, I'm saying he mentions. Um, his thoughts about Jesse Edwards and, and what happened in the game. So, well, yeah, we put it in the coach montage, and it was at the beginning yeah. of the show where he said uh, basically he's used to playing outside. Well, uh, when you're, we don't have seven footers at this in, on this team that play outside. So if you can't contribute inside, then we're gonna have to move on from. Basically, is what he said in so many words. Right. But I want to see eight too, Alex. I think eight. Okay, we always see seven. It's always seven. You know, it sucks. Joe P says, shots finally started to fall in the second half. Good ball movement, good defense. You can already see the rotation start, uh, sorting itself out. My man Bobby Braz isn't in it. Not happy about that. That's my guy, too. I love him, too. And I think he's Everybody good. Everybody loves him. 
I know. I, I, I thought I was the only one, but dude, I think he's going to be good, man. Uh, that's why when you talk about like him, like entering the, you know, the transfer portal and all that stuff back, back before the season started, I was a little upset. Standard cues, uh, <laughs> standard cues, mediocre at best free throws. Good win on to the next one. Yeah. The free throws got to get better. I don't know what they are in the year, but they haven't been great in any game. You got you got Gerard nailing them, and then everybody else is like iffy. <laughs> and Buddy's okay. Yeah. Buddy's okay, but even he, you know, even he's well, him and Eliza are, are decent as well. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So anyway, last one. Is this the last one? Yeah, this is the last one. Dummy. Listen, listen. Shut up. It's right here. I got it. It's the last one. Uh, Rocco, a, a, uh, a bit of a lackadaisical effort at times. The shooting was really poor for the most of the game, yet we still scored 70-plus in, in one going away. Thank you. Yeah. Like we, yeah. Got to love the raw scoring talent, which leads to that being possible. So, yeah, you know, you score 47, I think it was, in the second half. You score 26 in the first. It wasn't that it was a one-point game going into the half. It was a, it was that we only scored 26 points in 20 minutes. That's what it was for me. I'm right. Like, well, and especially considering how fast we got to 16. Because I believe we got to, like, six, it was 16 and 7 or 16 to 9, and, and there was, like... I think Good night. somewhere around the 13 minute, Sorry. you know, so. Sorry. Almost got I think it was more the only scoring 10 points in like the last 12, 13 minutes. Yeah, of it's, first, it's, first it's, half. And I will say this and I, I don't say this much, but it's, I just, it's true. That game was boring. It was really boring. That first half was like, oh my gosh, come on. I just want to see, I just want to see some cohesion. Let's do this. Stop screwing around. Yeah, well, again, you can you know, attribute that to Cornell and their game plan and slowing everything yeah, down. And you can. I mean, that's that, just sure. that's kind of when we play against when a team like Cornell plays against a team like us, then they kind of have to sell out to do one thing, and and they kind of have to have a game plan because there's they're definitely kind of undermanned. They're the underdogs, right? So they slowed it down to minimize our possessions and um, kind of create frustration and. We're very patient on the offensive end, and as far as defense goes, they chose to pack it down and not allow us to use our height and our strength and just basically say, hey, beat us with the three ball. Yeah. So, and for a point there from, you know, about midway through the first half to midway through the second half, we weren't shooting them very well. No. It was it was tough. It was tough. The end of the first half was tough. So, anyway. Yep. That is oh, it. Yeah. Hey, thanks everybody for uh, contributing yes. the fan feedback. More exciting games produce more exciting fan yeah. feedback. I will say I that. I can imagine. <laughs> well, you know, the way you're talking about it and everything. And Go people ahead, fell, fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it was... Um, Hard it, to fan feedback when you're sleeping. Yeah, and I got to be, be honest, man. I, uh, I put thoughts on the game, and normally I'll monitor it for about five minutes or so, 10 minutes, you know, but I shut it. I just posted it and went to bed, checked it in the morning. I'm like, man, it didn't produce a whole lot, but oh, well. it's cause you weren't, it's cause you weren't monitoring it. Maybe, maybe I should watch it grow. Okay. That's it. Fan feedback in the books. Thanks guys. She said, all right, look, <laughs> the orange going to take on the bison. This Saturday, November 23rd at noon, 
on the ACC Network, like we mentioned. So the, uh, the Syracuse Orange and the Bucknell Bison first played in 1915. The two teams did not play for a span of 50 years from 1920 to 1970. And the all-time series sits at 9-1 and one in favor of the Orange. Uh, the single win for the Bison, it came in 05 in an upset in 05. I don't remember that, but... Um, Look, I looked up the I looked up the records. So, uh, oh, yeah. but, I think I do remember that actually. Really, it was an it was an upset, but I don't know if it was a, you know, if it's anything notable. I, for some reason, I don't remember. Anyway, Bucknell sits at two and three so far this year. Wins over Hof, Hofstra in Fairfield. Got that? Yeah, I got it. I got it. Thanks, thanks. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. It's not funny. It's really it's not funny. It's not. It's not. <laughs> Junior forward John Meeks leads the team in scoring with 13.6 points a game, followed by junior guard Jimmy Sotis. So, Joe. Yes. What what the hell can you tell us about Bucknell? No, not too much. They got smoked by <laughs> Penn State by 28 points. So, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of, I mean, you kind of laid it out there right there. Uh, they don't really have too much height. They have one center that doesn't even really six, look nine. like he starts. Yeah, he's only six nine, so um, I don't know too much about him. Honestly, I know that they're in the Patriot League along with Colgate, and usually those have been the top two teams the past couple of years. Um, and uh, realistically, Penn State is uh, the other game in that tournament that we're playing in, in the in the Barclays Center. We play against Oklahoma State, and then uh, the other game is uh, Old Miss versus uh, Penn State. So. Realistically, this could be a matchup here in a few games against Penn State. So, Penn State beat them by 28 at home. Let's see what we can do. Not saying that that's going to be like the the tell-all of who's going to win if we do actually play against Penn State. But just saying it's a comparable opponent that we could be playing here shortly. So, yeah, if they beat them by that much at home, then I mean, I would like to assume that we could as well. Every other game they played against has been a pretty close game against pretty much comparable. Um, what would you compare Bucknell to? I think Colgate's much better than Bucknell, right? Can we say that? Is that fair to say? I would say that it's fair to say this year. I would just say that um, that traditionally uh, those two have kind of been the... Either one kind of continue. The last couple years, you know, recently those two teams have been... Um, two of the better teams in that conference. So here's what we know about Bucknell. Their tallest guy is like 6'9", or 7", right? Yeah. And their guards are okay. They're okay. But they're not great, and they actually lead the team. So, you know, they've lost, they've lost, they don't have anything to hang their hat on, really. They got smoked by Penn State. They got smoked by a couple other teams. So... I don't know. I don't know what to make of Bucknell. Normally, I have some kind of idea, and normally, I mean, there's some literature on them, and there's just really nothing, to be honest with you. I hate to say it, but it's... yeah, there really, really isn't. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I mean, there's anyway. not too much. There's not too much. I mean, I just kind of threw it out there just to see, but. Um, Looking at Ken Palm's uh, ratings for the first time this year. Oh, for, for Bucknell? I know it's early, but yeah, he right. has Colgate at 136, Bucknell at 144. So 
he has them as pretty much comparable opponents. I think Cornell's a little bit farther down. He has us at 49. Okay. Eh, that's probably fair right now, I'd say. Yeah. No, so, I'll take it. Anyway. Yeah. It's too whatever. early. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, I hope that... It's going to get you through the week, folks. Sorry about that. Hey, uh, so right. Little, yeah, it's the, sorry. The Louisville pregame for football this Saturday is up. If you want to give that a listen, and um, that's it. I guess we'll we're going to have another crammed episode next time. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Right? Yeah, right. What are we going to be doing? I mean, pretty much I, two post games two post and a pregame pre huh? again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I guess so. Well, I mean, hopefully they're going to be as good as the, you know, outcomes of last weekend, and uh, hopefully this game against Bucknell is a little bit more. Um, but, but look, here's the exciting thing. Well, look, I just want don't to fall see, asleep. I just want to see him get smoked. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about Bucknell, obviously. I, I want to see this. I just want to see a show. But right. you know. It's all about, honestly, it's all about getting the minutes on the court. It's all about working with the team. That's what mm-hmm. this is all about. That's why it's necessary. Sometimes it can be boring, but mm-hmm. it is what it is. So Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, I'd rather I'd rather them win a game by one or two points against a non-conference team like this, but gain that experience and that on the court and getting those young guys in there versus beating a team by 30 with your experienced guys knowing and doing what you know you can do at this point because... You have to be able to grow, right? And, like, and we still like don't Be- have an like identity. Behan said it's not even close to a finished product for the season. So no, we still don't have an identity. There's really not a true identity to this team yet. No, I mean so. you're starting to see it. I do like the way that they move the ball around differently with when Gerard's in there versus what it's been the past however many years. I think Three. he's probably as close to an actual point guard as we've had in in recent memory. So yeah, absolutely. So. All right, everybody. I appreciate it. Thanks for participating in fan feedback, all of you who did. Uh, Thanks to Manscaped.com. Thanks to BlueChew.com. Thank you to Armchair Media. Thank you to James on guitar. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Thanks for listening to the Q's Militia Podcast, the fan's voice with Sean and Joe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match. Just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.